welcome everybody to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, here we go again. More election difficulties for Republicans as uh, the, the problems are mounting in Arizona. You know, Carrie Lake, she's still optimistic. By all accounts, I've seen a couple of interviews she did today. It's Friday as I record this. And uh, there are still hundreds of thousands of votes yet to be tabulated. And, you know, what's the problem? I realize there were tens of thousands of mail-in ballots uh, that were taken to uh, polling stations on Election Day because people are so distrustful of the system. They don't trust our, our, our system. This is the United States of America. It's not Brazil. I, I just can't believe that it's taking days. In, in, I, re- I heard today in a radio report that the polling uh, people in Arizona say they're, they're prepared to work through Thanksgiving to get their votes tabulated. Why would it take that long? So they're going to spill these voting issues, these tabulation issues, I should say, will spill into next week, according to a, a Newsmax report. Maricopa County, which is the most populous county, it's a Democrat county, would need additional time to process the rest of the legal votes cast. An estimated 600,000 ballots remain to be counted. So they're saying early next week. Now, <laughs> this, is di- this is difficult for Republicans. Why? Because the person responsible for overseeing the whole process is Katie Hobbs, the Democratic candidate for governor. That's why it doesn't look good for Carrie Lake, the Republican candidate for governor. Now, Carrie Lake is still very optimistic. Uh, she thinks she can win when all the votes are counted, that everything's breaking her way, and maybe they are. Early voting tends to favor Democrats that, for whatever reason, they want to vote before Election Day. Election Day voting is usually done by Republicans and conservatives because it's traditional. It's what we do. We don't have to vote two weeks ahead of time. It causes a lot of problems. They have to end it. You need to vote on Election Day, and that's it. Overseas ballots, yes, if you're in the military, whatever. You can do that. But this business of voting, you know, days and weeks ahead of time, it's got to stop. But I'll read you something from Newsmax. This was last night, so, I mean, it's old. But Rick Grinnell, who uh, is a uh, contributor to Newsmax, he thinks, based on what he's seen, he's been on the ground since Election Day, that when all the, the ballots are counted, that Carrie Lake's going to win. He's uh, an acting director of national intelligence, an ambassador under former President Trump. So he's, you know, obviously he's, he's biased towards the Republican candidates. But uh, he said there have been four or five dumps of ballots so far. So there's still you know, several hundred thousand ballots that need to be counted. And the process did not begin until today, Friday. So, I mean, that's, it's going to take days into early next week is what I'm reading on Newsmax. And I heard a radio report from earlier today saying that uh, the, the, the polling people in Arizona are prepared to work through Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why would they need to work that long on it? We're getting like Brazil, for God's sakes. The state of Arizona, it's not a huge state. Maricopa County is populated, obviously. This is this stuff has got to end. But anyway, I'll read you what Grinnell says for what it's worth. Uh, there's going to be a red wave. He, he maintains in Arizona. I'd like his... His optimism, but, you know, the numbers so far are not bearing it out. There's a report on Drudge today, as again, as I record this, it's Friday afternoon, that says that, uh, I think it's Cook, 
that has Kerry Lake down by 1.4%. Uh, you know, there are some, uh, and, and the other guy, uh, Blake Masters, this this report is old because he was down by 90,000 votes. Now, uh, Mark Kelly has been declared the winner in that Senate race. So in, it, if the Republicans want it, need to take back the uh, Senate, and certainly they do, they need to win both the uh, race in in, uh, in uh, Nevada, uh, Laxalt. Adam Laxalt has got to hang on to a very slim lead. And then in, in Georgia, of course, uh, Herschel Walker and uh, the Reverend Raphael Warnock, uh, they're having a December 6th runoff. So, I mean, Walker's got to win that. And Laxalt has to hang on in Nevada if Republicans have any want any chance of regaining the Senate. If they fall in one of those races, it's 50-50, and then Comrade Kamala gets the, the deciding vote in the Senate. So we don't want that. So anyway, uh, yeah, because from what I'm reading here, it's it's over from, for uh, Blake Masters. I mean, he's lost to Mark Kelly, the former uh, uh, astronaut. So anyway... And, it's, and a lot of the other things I'm hearing about Donald Trump's future in the Republican Party could be in question. And, and I see a lot of these never-Trumpers coming out of the woodwork. I mean, uh, the uh, a fine writer, a guy I always enjoyed his columns, um, Jonah Goldberg, came out uh, this week on CNN. He said he loved what he saw on election night because Donald Trump is, is will he thinks, will exit the, the stage, the Republican Party at some point. He'll be forced out. I don't see that happening yet. And there's been reports of Trump uh, running down uh, Rick, uh, Ron DeSantis, calling him, you know, Ron uh, DeSanctimonious and everything else. But a lot of those reports were, were incomplete. The reason Trump has been going after DeSantis, I heard this from uh, my wife, who heard it from a radio talk show here locally in the Albany area, is because there was a candidate running, I forget for what office, and he, he claimed if somebody, whoever endorsed him, he would promise these people that he would work to make sure Donald Trump would never, ever again be elected president. And DeSantis, I guess, endorsed this guy. I don't know who it is. I should know. I apologize. So that's why Trump went after DeSantis. But you don't hear that in the media. All you hear is, oh, well, Trump went after DeSantis. He views him as, a, obviously, a threat in 2024. So, I mean... It's going to play itself out one way or the other. I, I have kind of mixed emotions on Trump and, at this point and how effective he's, uh, he's been in these midterms. He backed McMaster, uh, Blake Masters, who lost to uh, Mark Kelly. He uh, backed, in a big way, uh, Herschel Walker, who's in the fight of his life in Georgia. Now, he backed uh, other candidates who won. He backed uh, Dr. Oz, who came up short against that, uh, that brain-dead uh, Fatterman or Fetterman, whatever his name is. Fetterman, I was right the first time. I mean, this guy is, he makes Joe Biden look like, uh, <laughs> look like uh, Winston Churchill. How can anybody elect somebody who is so diminished as Fetterman? He's never had a real job in his life. I guess he went to Harvard. Well, big deal. That, that tells me everything he knows is wrong. But anyway, a lot of Republicans are convinced that Carrie Lake is going to emerge victorious in Arizona, but when you have her opponent, Katie Hobbs, who refused to debate her, is afraid of her. But Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State in Arizona, and she is overseeing the entire election process. That does not bode well for Carrie Lake, in my view. We'll see how it plays out. But Laxalt's got to hang on in in uh, in Nevada, and then Herschel Walker's got to win. I mean, I, I don't know why Herschel Walker didn't pick up the support that 
Brian Kemp picked up in Georgia. He soundly defeated uh, Stacey Abrams by at least eight percentage points. But uh, the same people who voted for Kemp did not come out for Herschel Walker. Why is that? Well, you know, I have my own theories. We don't have enough time to go into it. But it's all, you know, I think Republicans did a lot better in New York State than people give them credit for. Now, they picked up six, I think at least six assembly seats. Now, I work for the assembly. We have 43 members. We will, uh, as of uh, today until the end of the year, and then January 1st, at least six, possibly seven. A couple of these races are undecided. Things that went so bad for Democrats, I don't think they went that badly, but uh, Ocasio-Cortez is going after the uh, New York State Democratic Party leader, she said the Empire State is trending to the right. So she's calling on the the, the uh, leader of the Democrats in New York State, Jay Jacob, to resign. She called for his resignation a year ago, and she said, look, I'm still s- sticking to that position. You know, uh, Mike Lawler, who was a former assemblyman, he still is till the end of the year. Mike Lawler, conservative Republican, he's an attorney, young guy, maybe 35 years old, defeated this Maloney, Democrat Maloney, who's a, is a you know, hot shot in the House. He, I forget where he is in the pecking order, but he's up the food chain. And uh, Lawler beat him easily. And, some, and the Republicans won some other seats. And, and this is, uh, I guess this district is in northern New York City, very blue. Or the, you know, very blue part. I'm not sure if it's in New York City. I'm not, I'm not sure where Lawler's from, but he's downstate. And uh, so Republicans did pick up some states, uh, some uh, seats in the House in, uh, in New York State. And again, they picked up at least six assembly seats. I didn't hear anything about the state Senate. But Cortez, she is, um, she's nervous. She said, Jacobs, Jay, Jay Jacobs has to go. And uh, we'll see. But I mean, I think in the way I view things, New York is so blue, it's almost red. If you, you old cold warriors will, will get what I mean there. I mean, we've, we've got to make some changes here in New York State. We made some, but I mean, not enough. In, the, in local congressional races, uh, uh, Lee Stefanik, she won her race. She was down late in the evening. I'm thinking, she's going to get beat by this Castelli, former military, I guess he was a CIA operative. But she came back and, and won her race. Uh, Jake Ashby won his race in the Senate. Who else? Uh, Phil Steck, or Dan Steck, rather. Phil Steck won, too. He's a Democrat. Dan Steck in the North Country, he won his seat. It was a, a close race. There were some really, really close races in the Assembly and Senate. And uh, and I think Republicans did well. You know, it wasn't the, the, the red wave that the uh, leaders of the GOP were promising, but I think when uh, when all is said and done, they're going to obviously re- retake the House, which is huge. That at least is some check and balance on a on a communist government. Frankly, this administration's like Soviet Russia, this Biden administration. But you know they didn't make the gains that they needed to make in Pennsylvania and uh, in Wisconsin, in Michigan. The, uh, the 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 governor of Michigan is still uh, that uh, that nutcase out there. I can't think of her name. Uh, Whitmer, she won her race for governor. So I mean, but they you know it's kind of a mixed bag is what I'm trying to say here. And that's about all we that's all we can really say at this point because there's so much that is not finalized uh, and we'll we'll get it to you as as soon as th- the numbers become final. It's going to be at least early next week. So probably by Tuesday or Wednesday we'll have a Pac-Man show up there for you on the the BMG network and you can listen to it then. Uh, let's see. What else? There's so much else. I want to talk a little bit about football, but it would kind of be disjointed because everything really now is about the the midterm elections and I guess we should kind of stick to that. 
there's not much I can say. Being a Packer fan, I know a lot of Packer fans have written off this year. The pack is three and six, and they got the Cowboys this week. The Cowboys are a really good team. It doesn't look good for Green Bay. It really doesn't. This this season has been a washout. Uh, injuries, and I think they made some poor decisions as far as uh, picking up receivers. And it's you know if if they can get to five hundred, I'd be happy, and I'm still happy because they beat Tampa Bay earlier this season. So that was a Super Bowl for me, beating beating Brady and Tampa Bay. That was big. All right. Uh, I think that's about all we have time for. Before we uh, depart here, I just want to – I saw a little bit of uh, Tucker Carlson last night, and there's nobody like Tucker Carlson. He is he's, – he's hilarious. He's just quirky enough to be entertaining, and his insights are, are spot on as far as I'm concerned. And uh, he was excellent about – he talks about what's going on here with the midterms and the election process and all these uh, – irregularities. And frankly, I think it's just outright fraud in many cases. And Just check out last night's show, Thursday night's show, if you get a chance. It's online. You can check it out, Tucker Carlson tonight. Uh, you know, it, we're getting like Brazil. Some of these uh, swing states, Pennsylvania and specifically Arizona, Wisconsin. I mean, they're getting they're, Georgia. I mean, it's getting to be, uh, although it's better than it was in 2020 because they made some changes in their election laws. And I think Arizona needs to do, to do the same. And Carrie Lake is promising changes if and when she gets elected governor. And let's hope she does. We need to pray, as my wife was saying. Should we pray? Well, obviously, it never hurts to pray. We should always pray. But, I mean, the votes have already been cast. It's, you know, we, I guess we should pray that they're counted accurately and honestly at this point. But I don't uh, hold out a lot of hope for Democrats. If somebody, the person in charge of <laughs> of overseeing the process is a Democrat in the race for governor, it uh, it could be shady. Anyway, uh, we have some fine programming for you on the BMG Network. Check it out. My daughter, Madeline, i got to mention her first. The Essentials with Maddie Flint that airs normally on Fridays. Uh, we have uh, Adrian Ross, her program on there. The Age Sage is a new show we have on on there with, uh, I think, Bob LaCosta. So, and of course, Ken Burns has uh, the best of Ken Burns shows. He's going to resume his fine shows at some point. He's busy. We're all busy. Uh, we we want to thank you for taking time to listen to us. And if you like what you heard, uh, please hit like, hit subscribe. And that way there, you're informed of all any other shows we do, any updates we do. You're informed if you hit subscribe and share. Like, subscribe, and share. And please, Listen to the BMG Network. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. If the Lord wills it, we'll talk to you soon. The Pacman Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to thebmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.